common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night Show. Again, we have a full studio tonight. We have Judge Richard Weinberg, Chairman of the GOP, Ed Cox, and we also have uh, John Katzmatidis. He's there on the line with us, right, John? I'm here. He's here. And then we also have Gordon Chang on the line. Gordon Chang, you could follow him on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. He's an author and Middle and Far East scholar, senior scholar at the Gatestone Institute. Gordon Chang, talk to us about what does this mean about Pelosi landing in Taiwan despite all of the threats? And it appears that the Biden administration isn't even fully supporting her. You're right, Lydia. The Biden administration tried to prevent her from going there. It has said a few things in public, which are milk toast at best. But Nancy Pelosi will not be denied. Um, she's now in Taipei, despite all the Chinese threats. And really what she has done is she has shown that America stands with free peoples. People can criticize the speaker. People can say this was not the right time. They can say all those things. But the people of Taiwan and the people of the world understand that America today is strong. Well, she's not Ed Cox here, Gordon. She's not the first speaker of the House to go to to Taiwan uh, in 1997. Uh, the Speaker of the House went there, Newt Gingrich. Uh, how do you compare the two, and what does it mean about China? I think that it was great that Speaker Gingrich went to Taiwan. It was a very different China, a China that was trying to welcome the United States, that was trying to get our support for admission into, for instance, the World Trade Organization. It was a China that did not threaten the life of the Speaker. This China did. And the speaker went anyway. And uh, whatever our differences is, our differences are, Americans have to stand together at this particular time because we have an enemy that wants to take down our society. So Republicans and Democrats, um, unless they want the Chinese to rule us, are going to have to work together on this. But China has its own problems, and you referred to this in your book, The Coming Collapse of China. Uh, they, I understand they have the biggest real estate bubble ever in the economic history of the world. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, right now, they've also got a debt crisis because the property developers, the biggest ones, the strongest ones, are now facing defaults or have already defaulted. And there is now a mortgage boycott in China. People who have bought Unfinished apartments from developers have now stopped paying their mortgages to the banks. And this is across China. Also, um, uh, companies that have been supplying the developers with materials, they've stopped paying their loans to the banks. There have been bank runs. Um, This has just been one disaster after another. I don't think Beijing really has an answer to this. And so this is going to affect China's external behavior because the Communist Party needs to divert the attention of the Chinese people away from the debt crisis, away from its other policy mistakes. And that's going to affect things like the speaker's visit. But it's also going to affect countries like India, Japan, the Philippines and, of course, the United States. Gordon, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. Let me ask you this. Is there any possibility that you could have a change either in leadership at the top of China or changing direction? That's always a possibility, Judge. And the reason is that uh, you, Chinese leaders, although they say they've got a fixed term, really don't. 
um, because um, things can just happen at any time in the communist system. Xi Jinping hopes to get his unprecedented third term as general secretary of the Communist Party. Um, but we also know that he's broken a lot of the norms and guidelines and rules that have previously um, constrained Chinese leaders because he does want to become dictator for life. And that is scrambling up China. And that means although Xi Jinping believes that he's accumulated a lot of power, it also he understands that he could lose that power in an instant, especially because he's being blamed for a lot of the um, issues like covid and, of course, the debt crisis. So how big are the lockdowns? How much has that hurt him? The lockdown Shanghai for for several months, uh, that thriving, bustling uh, economic uh, heartland uh, of China, and they shut it down completely. Uh, how, what kind of impact does that have on his power? It has the impact in the sense that it, the lockdowns have affected or are continuing to affect the Chinese manufacturing and service sectors. The Chinese economy is undoubtedly contracting now, although they did report 0.4% growth year to year in the second quarter. That, I think, is an exaggeration. Um, At the moment, the lockdowns are still affecting China. So, for instance, in Wuhan, where this disease first surfaced, there are now more than 970,000 people in a district who are locked down because regular testing has disclosed four asymptomatic cases. Um, this is uh, draconian. This is makes no sense from at least an economic point of view. But Xi Jinping is considered to be the author of this uh, zero COVID policy, which means that he can't change this at a time which is considered to be politically sensitive. Gordon Chang, I wanted to switch topics to Iran. So Iran has declared it can use nuclear missiles to turn New York into hellish ruins. The Iranian regime's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps said this weekend that it can develop a nuclear weapon within a rapid fire amount of time and obliterate New York with ballistic missiles. Why is this happening now and what does this mean? Uh, I think it's because the Iranians don't respect uh, the United States. I do believe that they have the capability to develop a nuclear weapon. I'm not so sure that they can miniaturize it to put it on top of a missile. Except, though, we know that the Chinese have supplied a warhead design that Iran has, an old one, and maybe they've got a new one as well. Um, They get their missiles from the North Koreans. Uh, The Chinese have orchestrated that trade. Um, I don't know if the Iranians have a missile that can reach all the way to New York, but they do have missiles that can reach deep into Western Europe. And it's just a matter of time before the North Koreans give them the Wasong-17 which could um, put New York and the rest of the continental United States in range. So even if the Iranians can't do this today, and I don't think they quite can, they will be able to do it in fairly short order. Well, their main target is Israel, and Israel has said it will not permit, in very definitive terms, permit Iran to have a nuclear weapon uh, that it could deliver on Israel. So... What happens as they get to that position? The question of whether Israel will use force against Iran really depends, I believe, on whether Israel believes the United States will support Israel. And the Biden administration has distanced itself from um, uh, uh, Israel. And I I think that essentially what we're seeing is, uh, you know, President Trump, um, you can criticize his Middle East policy, but it did get 
it did keep peace there. And um, at this particular time, I think Israel is much more concerned about the posture of the Biden administration than it was of uh, the Trump, uh, the Trump team. At this particular moment, um, I think Israel could strike around because they don't trust us. Would they do without uh, a wink from the Biden administration? That's a great question. Um, I think that there would be a lot of consultation with the Biden administration, um, but ultimately Israel's going to decide based upon what it feels is its own security. And if they don't trust us, um, I think that they would defy um, the Biden administration. Well, the uh, Russia has air defenses all over Syria. Uh, could uh, how could they deliver? Uh, the the whatever they did to take out the uh, the uh, the Iranian nuclear capability, how would they do it? They could do it a number of different ways, and one of them would just be um, through irregular forces. Um, Israel is well on the ground in Iran. It has <laughs> taken out Iranian nuclear technicians and scientists before, um, and so you could see special operations of various sorts. Uh, The campaign doesn't have to be all at once. It can be slow. And Israel is perfectly capable of doing that. The question of whether they deliver bombs by air, um, that's going to depend on cooperation that Israel needs from various countries in the region for overflight. Um, But nonetheless, uh, one way or another, Israel will protect itself. Gordon Chang, you have the pulse on international news what i know america's not happy with biden his poll numbers are basically the historic lows the lowest they've ever been probably for any other modern day president what is the worldwide view of president biden do they see him as weak and as feckless as so many americans do um many people around the world do and unfortunately some of those people are in moscow and beijing um biden has um Done, been pretty popular in Western Europe for a number of reasons because of his outreach and willing to give the Western Europeans a veto over some aspects of American foreign policy. Um, so in those areas, he is indeed uh, welcome. But when it comes to our al- our adversaries, um, they're taking advantage of him. This is Afghanistan. This is Ukraine of failures there. And the Chinese now think that because of those previous failures, they can do what they want, which makes the Beijing extremely dangerous right now. And then also with Putin backing China, they feel emboldened. And, and, there's a new axis. It's Iran, it's Russia and China. And it's it's the Chinese supporting the Russian war effort. Um, although the Biden administration has warned Beijing off, nonetheless, Beijing has been helping um, the Russians prosecute that war. And so at some point, I think the White House is going to have to start sanctioning China for um, helping the Russians commit these acts of genocide, crimes against humanity, and, of course, the aggression against Ukraine. And the fact that we're pushing this green agenda, which China will be profiting so much from with uh, electric, the solar panels and the electric car batteries, it's just really, it's really dumbfounding. Well, it is dumbfounding. And in addition, we've seen the Biden administration, apart from green energy, um, take decisions that help the Chinese worker over the American one. So although the president does talk about Buy America, although he talks about making things in this country, when you look at on balance what he's done, um, he's really helped workers in other countries over those in ours.
Well, thank you so much, Gordon Chang. Again, if you want to follow Gordon Chang, go to Gordon G. Chang on his Twitter. We still got a great show for everyone. We'll be talking to former CIA chief of operations of the counterintelligence center in Washington, D.C., Lon Augustenberg, talking about that terrorist leader that was killed. Of course, NYPD Commissioner Bill Bratton on the crime that is sweeping New York City. There's two new viral videos. It appears cops are under attack. Keep it right here. John Katzmatidis, Cats at Night.